0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Fascinating interviews and compelling conversations. Be present. The Diane Ray Show. Hello everybody. Welcome to the show today. I'm so glad you could tune in from wherever you are out there in the internet, (laughs) listening live or maybe you're you're checking me out on the podcast. However you found me, I'm very grateful. I know it's crazy times right now. We're just getting my guests connected. I'm so excited for the show today. This is going to be so fun and You know i think that we need uh you know we need a little fun these days that's for sure you know all of us dealing with uh you know this craziness with covid 19. i mean i just talked to a good friend yesterday she just lost her job after 19 years at a company you know got the furlough and they're not having her back so she's dealing with loss in that way you know some of us have recently lost um you know friends or family members uh we may be grieving um you know they're they're lost from this world so there's just i mean i'm feeling it i'm feeling a lot of energy around me right now you know a lot of intense feelings and Yeah, you know, it's crazy, crazy stuff. So at any rate, whatever you're dealing with today, I'm I'm really glad that you could join me for the show. We're going to have an amazing conversation today. I'm welcoming Deb Shepard. And Deb is a nationally renowned spiritual medium, author, speaker, and teacher. And she's been working with people since 2001, sharing messages from loved ones who have crossed over. I've been spending some time reading her book, which I really recommend you guys pick this up. That's kind of why I was talking about, you know, grief and loss a little bit just at the beginning of the show her book grieving to believing discovering the afterlife tells her personal story of recognizing her mediumship gifts uh, coming to grips with life's losses dealing with some tremendous challenges in her own life it, it's an amazing read I'm, I'm really enjoying it and you can pick that up now at amazon or your local bookstore if you can get into a bookstore you know put your mask on before you go in so i hope you check that out i'm really liking her book. And uh, Deb's joining me for the show now. So welcome, Deb. I'm so glad you could be available today and join me. Absolutely. Thank you for being uh, on your show and being a guest. I just love sharing what,
1: you know, we can help people with.
0: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's so interesting because I've been um, in this world for a while. You know, I worked for um, a a long time at Hay House Radio for 11 years, and I've worked with a lot of amazing uh, psychics and mediums and spiritual teachers, and our paths haven't crossed. So I'm always interested to learn from new people and new teachers. And you actually, I found out from uh, reading over your bio that you work with, we have a mutual friend, James Von Prague. And you yes. worked with him, and uh, yes. James James says that you're amazing. <laughs> well, thank he, you very <laughs> much. <laughs> he gave you the thumbs up, you know. So if James right. says that that you're amazing, I'm like, oh my gosh. Well, I've got to I've got to get in touch with Deb. Yeah. So he's, he's really so much happy fun to be around. He's fun to be around. He he is, isn't he? He's just hilarious. I, I've laughed <laughs> so much, you know, every time I've spent time with James. And yeah, he's <laughs> he does. He just he just makes you laugh and makes you feel good. He's he's just an, an amazing soul. And he is. you so you studied with him and you've had a lot of radio so- experience too. You know, you were introduced to people through a radio show in Denver. So I'm I'm really right. happy to introduce you to the Unity Online Radio crowd.
1: I'm so, so- excited, no, I- I didn't train under James. I was tested under James's group to be participate with him.
0: Right. Right. So, so not yeah. really that you trained with him, but that you, right. you know, worked with him and uh, Yeah, it was tested. You
1: did work with him.
0: Yeah. So. Right. No, I, I value his uh, his opinion on this, so I thought that was well, great. You. And you've thank done you. a lot of radio, so tell me about um, kind of getting launched in Denver. So
1: I was going through, it's in my book, you said you read it, so thank you very much. Um, I was going through one of those, you know, times in our life where things are really chaotic. We were financially being strapped. My husband had lost his job and he was a VP. And I started studying feng shui. And um, all of a sudden I could feel spirits. And I wasn't scared. I just knew that something had, um, you know, changed. And so I started reading books for the library and realized it was a medium. And so during this time, I'm trying to figure things out, and I went to see um, John Edward at an event, didn't know why, didn't have any idea why I needed to be there. I didn't want a reading, but I just needed to be there. And we got back in the car, and during the break, my husband had gone in and listened to a radio show, excuse me, a a baseball um, game, which is on an AM station. And when we got back in the car, it was on... An FM station and the psychic there, uh, Roshki had stood the psychic on, and without even a practice a business yet, I called the station and within a few months I ended up getting on the air it was right after nine eleven, and I did fifty two readings on and off the air and quit my day job and the rest is history. I just kind of fell into place where this was kind of like
0: my calling. Back your trajectory—that—that's so interesting, though, because in reading your book, it wasn't like a lot of the um, mediums and people that do spiritual work—they—they uh, they say in their in their story like they were always able to have this ability. And you actually said in the book that you don't—or or they call it a gift—and you don't call it a gift. You call Medical. you call it ability. So you kind of you kind of grew into your um, into doing this yeah. work. It wasn't something that you always had as a child.
1: No, I can look back now and I was, I was teased before being a sensitive child, which means that you're an empath and now I use it for business. But, you know, it's one of those things that you, we didn't really talk about. I didn't really see the things that I do today, but I had premonitions about things. Like I told my mother that I saw Elvis Presley die in the bathroom and a few years later he did, but it wasn't like an aha for me, was just oh, this is just really interesting. <laughs> Never one of those things. And I'm really glad I was older when I really recognized it, because it can, um, I mean, it takes a lot of energy. You have to have clear boundaries, uh, being able to help people through grief. And uh, I think it was important for me to be at a certain age
0: for that. Right. That's interesting. So you're able to handle it better being a little bit older, as opposed to if, you, if you're a child. And I know some people People have described when they were kids, like you know, seeing people in their rooms or things that would be really scary that would force you to push that uh, that ability away, and and you yeah. weren't in that place.
1: No, and a lot of people bring their kids to me because the kids are scared, and so we don't want to turn it off, but we want to, be able to help them develop it and create boundaries for them. But I was not in a household that would have been open to this, so it was probably better that I waited a while.
0: <laughs> for me, right, yeah. So, would you say that you are more clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient, or kind of a combination of all those, like clear seeing, I, clear hearing, or feeling?
1: Yeah, I see all of them. Um, I primarily am an empath, but I hear, see, taste, and smell, so I can, you know, taste the alcohol or smell the cigarette, or I can feel in my body how they died personality traits are really big for me that I can get, you know, they're not a good person or were they hysterical or whatever the story is about them. So I kind of use all the senses and like most mediums, we build our own language to be able to communicate. So we see a lot of metaphors. Like I, when I see a railroad, it either that they work for the railroad or their name is James or Robert, because uh, I actually lived on a train. My father and my uncle we're named James and Robert, so i will get one of those combinations, so you learn to interpret the messages from the other side.
0: And I don't think a word for being able to smell a certain things. I've experienced that Claire myself. I think it's, is it Claire Sitman? I
1: can't remember. <laughs> yeah, so I can smell the cigarettes or the perfume or the flowers or the baked bread, things like that.
0: Right. I mean, I've experienced that myself where my grandmother used to wear a specific kind of perfume called Estée Lauder yeah. Youth Dew. Do. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever smelled that. It is a very specific, you know, distinctive smell that you recognize immediately, and I've I've smelled that and and kind of felt her, her presence. And you talk about also in the book that like I'm able to to have that ability or smell smell sometimes. Like we all have that ability. We have that piece of ourselves that is able to um, to have mess you know uh, receive messages yeah. from the other side but normally we we don't work on that we kind of push that away and, and you say that we're all able to do that to some degree
1: yeah and you, you've worked with so many people with hay house and other people that are psychics or mediums and it's basically that we continue to develop our skills and i think some people are more sensitive to understanding because it does feel like you're making stuff up and that's why it's not like this black and white kind of feeling and for a lot of people, they're told it's not real or it's not a good thing to do or things like that. And so it takes people to not trust their intuition. And most of us have regretted not listening to our intuition. You know, we play, we, we, we take our head and we um, kind of regurgitate it and say, no, this isn't right when we really know that. We were told in advance. I mean, I'm sure like you, there's been times where you're going, what in the heck? (laughs) I remember walking down the aisle the first time and and thinking this, I shouldn't be doing this, and it didn't last more than a year, and I was angry, and I later looked back and went, well, I was told not to do this, and I did it anyway, so I think we all have those experiences where there's that kind of um, emotion that we just feel sick to our stomach, but we still follow through anyway because of judgment.
0: Right. right. That's a great. Absolutely. I was going to say that's a great way to explain it. And as I've gotten older over the years, I've learned to really tap into that and get quiet and try to listen and feel for that feeling. And I wonder if Mm -hmm. it's it must be different for everybody. I don't know. I feel it in my my stomach. And if something's just really not right and you just it's kind of even hard to describe, but, you know, you know it when you know. know. Yeah, and, and you will make decisions based on that, and so I've learned to really try to listen to that more, and I think we all should do that. Yeah, <laughs> we'd be we'd be a lot happier.
1: Yeah, and I tell people, you everyone has it. I mean, animals have it. Babies have it, but we just get into a place between uh, community and religion and judgment that we turn it off, and we play by other people's rules versus what's right for us, and um, I always, you know, think when you know, like when you ask your child if they did their homework or they brushed their teeth, you know if they're telling the truth. Oh, yeah. So we, we all have that innate ability to kind of figure things out is just how can you go
0: deeper with it to be able to trust a process. Right. I know my mother definitely had that ability, and she was able to track me down. There are there sometimes my sister and I laugh about that because I'll, I'll think, how did she know that? And now knowing what I do <laughs> – I'm like, wow, you know, she really had that ability because she had like a beeline where she could track me down and figure out yep. if I was lying or not, and and all of that. Uh, so yeah, I love to talk to people about being able to strengthen that and and bring forth that ability in all of us because I think we'd all be a lot better off if we listened to that voice and, and you're Absolutely. able to do it you know at at such a high level and we've got people that are rolling in we're going to take calls uh, in just a minute 816-251-3555 is the number if you had a question or wanted to get in touch with Deb so in reading your book I mean and I really appreciate your honesty and authenticity in the book and you. sharing your personal story. It, it really comes across and, and you came, came to this work really after going through some incredibly painful experiences, including your husband's suicide. And one of your missions is to prevent suicide and bring more awareness to the stigma of this and helping families to understand. And I just wanted you to, to comment a little on your work in this area, because there's, you know of course still so much stigma surrounding it and so much pain in the families that are left behind when somebody does this when when someone commits yeah. suicide
1: and what's interesting about suicide is there's so much guilt or fingers pointing and it really separates families because it's not like cancer or a car accident this is something that someone chose to do and everyone around it feels responsible but the bottom line is is that mental health is still a taboo for many communities. So if you live in a small town and there's only one therapist, people don't wanna go because their car will be recognized. And so people will not seek care or people think that you're too fragile or weak when I call it, cancer of the mind. We all have different parts of our body that don't work appropriately. So really letting people know that it's okay. And I'm finding so many young people that are really empathic that are feeling our world and suicide, even to the age of nine, I've had as a client. And so this really because of bullying and You know, peer pressure and probably demands on life that how do we help individuals know that it's okay to ask for help, that there's nothing wrong with you? And it's okay to take medications. A lot of people are against that. Um, But I, you know, it's like taking heart uh, diabetes medication or our blood pressure medicine or anything in your body that isn't working to perfection. And so I do a lot of uh, speaking at suicide um, awareness groups or. Suicide support groups, just to let people know that they are okay. And they always ask the, the question, why? Well, it's just like having cancer or a car accident. We really don't know why. It's just that these things happen, and that's a part of their body that isn't functioning right. The other part of it is that a lot of people try to self-medicate, whether it's by alcohol or drugs or other things, that also causes them not to have the ability to seek help. And you know, my purpose is to let people know there is help, I and mean, I've had a lot of suicides in my life. So it's something that I I never believe these things happen for a reason. I think we make
0: a purpose out of these things that happen, and that's what I do. You know, I'm so glad that you said that because I think that expression is so overused and kind of trite in a way that, well, everything happens for a reason. And I'm like, well, I, and I, I agree with what you're saying with that. I don't think yeah. there really is. I think we make a reason ourselves right. to make sense of what happened, but there's not really always specifically a reason or no. that we're our supposed body, to even our know.
2: Bodies, yeah.
1: Our bodies are fragile. Things are going to happen, but I don't think mm-hmm. it's someone's destiny to suicide or have cancer. I think it's just our human experiences and what we, how we rally around these things.
0: Yes. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> you're we one of you. the first that uh, you know that said that. I think people sometimes try to make it a big like it's it's this big cosmic thing and and no. that's that's not always the case. And no. you know, one thing that's interesting with with doing what you do and when someone has experienced suicide, I know in some spiritual traditions there's a belief that well, if someone committed suicide, well, they're going to hell or something like that, that will cause a lot of pain for the families left worrying about this aspect of it. And and I think you better than anyone could really address that, that that's not Thank the you. case.
1: Yeah, this is a great question because it is asked a lot, especially if people are really religious, they're assuming that this is where they go. And my perspective has always been, they were here learning, their body, bodies failed them. And so they figured that they only they couldn't live here anymore. This was too hard for them. and. So they chose that this was not the place to learn anymore, and I I never felt hell. I think sometimes for them, uh, hell is on earth for some of them, and they were in so much pain that they sort of wanted to not be here anymore. And I remember working with a, a young group of high school kids that were in an alternative school, and most of them had attempted suicide or were cutters and things like that. And I was teaching them meditation and how to kind of make boundaries in their spiritual life and their uh, physical life, and that they were all very intuitive. Well, one girl had been in the hospital for a couple of days because she had attempted suicide. And I said, I'm so sorry. If I was doing that, what would you tell me? Because I didn't know what to say in return for her. And she said to me, which I'll never forget, if you're in that much pain, I understand. And it just, it changed my life about depression and mental health. And here was this beautiful girl that was very talented and she was in that kind of pain and understood other people's pain. So when we judge them, we say, well, I would have been there for them, I would have done this, but it's like someone that has cancer and decides not to fight anymore. It's no different.
0: Right, Ren, I'm sure a lot of that judgment is just coming out of anger and pain. You know, yeah. and the it, feelings they're processing, right? Yeah, absolutely. There's five stages to, to grief, and that's one of them.
1: But it's having people really truly understand that their health situation was no different than somebody else that was ill.
0: Right, right. And and just knowing that, I think, will give people a lot of comfort to yes, know that. absolutely. And I mean, and I've no, got a, a – go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to uh, say, I've, I've got so many people that want to talk to you. I wanted to jump and grab one, but I wanted you to finish your thought you first.
1: Um, you know, I think, too, the PTSD from anyone that's been abused or our military is kind of bringing more awareness to um, we don't know enough about the brain. And we, don't, we have not really studied what happens to the brain. And so we're kind of prejudging people versus understanding that we're just at the tip of the iceberg to understand how the brain works. I mean, we're looking at um, what is it called for CTE, CTE the people that get concussions? That are suiciding.
0: So, oh right, like the yeah. football players that are experiencing yes. um, the the, concuss- yes. the concussive trauma. I yes. know I know what you're talking about. I wish I could remember the name too. It is it is well, escaping it's called me.
1: CTE. <laughs> CTE. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a really long name, but it's part of understanding that we're just. I mean, for years we've had uh, you know athletes play games and have gotten concussions, and then later on they've suicided or had depression or things like that. So we really don't know enough.
0: No, that's true. And I think the study of the brain is so fascinating. And there's been some really interesting things that have come out in the past few years of neuroplasticity and, you know, how the brain can heal and things like right. that. It's it's really interesting. So for the people that are hanging on, we're going to give you a chance to talk to people. What, uh, you know, if someone is maybe asking a question about suicide or about another loved one that you're going to connect with, What what can they expect? Like how do you how do you make that connection when we grab someone on the phone? Usually like this it can be a
1: thirty second kind of session so we can get through a lot of people if you want to do it that way. Um, but they just give me their if they're looking for a loved one that's passed, they give me their first name and how they're connected. So my father Jack or something like that. If they're a child, no matter what the age, the name and the age of the child, it just helps me during doing these kind of sessions if they're asking for a you know the question about their life and where they're going they just tell me the question and then I can tune in from that and I do talk fast so if any of your listeners have a pen and paper or want to record it that might be a good idea
0: okay well this show will be available for podcast uh, later on today we'll have it uh, up there for download so if people that are listening you know, calling in, you can always get this show later and and listen, if you miss what's going on. Perfect. Um, So we have about like six minutes before the break. So let me grab one call. And then I'm going to have some questions for you in the next segment, too. And we'll just see what happens. We'll just have some fun. So let's go to this one here. uh, Denise online five. So let me bring her on. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, how are you today? Good. <laughs> how are you? You're on I'm with doing Deb Shepard well, today. Thank you. So Hi, who did Deb. You,
1: how are you? Who
0: did you want Good. to connect
3: with? Um, I don't really want to connect. What I want to do is, um, I liked what you had to say about working with uh, youth, and that is my life. Um, I want to know, um, you know, I'm, I work in the school system, and, you know, as you know, where we've been right now with COVID and everything, I want to see um, where you see my life going because uh, I have another prospect and something that I'd like to do, and I'm just curious if that path is a path I should take, because I've been in the school system a long time.
1: You know, I think it's perfect time. And what's your first name?
3: Denise.
1: Denise, Denise. okay. You know, I think it's a perfect time. What I have found with COVID is that people are really looking deeply into their souls and figuring out this is making them happy, because sometimes we get into that rut where – We have security, we have safety, we're able to pay our bills, and we're not up for change. And I feel like for you, you're kind of burned out from the politics. Does that make sense? Sure. It, it does. Yeah, so I, uh-huh. if I kind of feel that you're really good at it. I think you'll always be a teacher or you'll always be helping other people learn because I think it's a passion and I think you're very good at it. But I also feel like it's time to kind of break the pattern and to find something that sort of where you're a student for a period of time that you're learning and you're taking on new adventures. As a teacher, you know, we're always trying to get our students to be more curious to learn beyond what they know and I think this is a great opportunity for you I'm also getting take it slow um don't try to control the the situation or the outcome so do you like to kind of control things or be a perfectionist
3: oh I do I'm actually in leadership at the school so I do uh have some sense of authority there
1: okay so I think you're going to kind of continue in that role but you're just going to do it differently
3: Interesting. Um, just
1: don't try to control. Trust the process. Do not control. Let it unfold. Okay.
3: Okay. Go All right. right. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Uh
0: huh. So, but so Deb, you don't feel anyone around Denise or anything like that. Like, would that would someone kind of just show up if there was they a message?
1: They can. They can. But how I do it because I can do past lives or kashik records, you know, uh, those who crossed over, um, just about anything. But when they tell me what kind of question they have, it's sort of like I go to that archive and go, okay, give me that Mm -hmm. information. So, and since we're doing, um, you know, a podcast, I know you have other guests on, so I want to make sure that we cover everyone.
0: Oh, absolutely. Okay. Well, thanks for the question, and we'll we'll move on and see if I can grab one other person here. Well, thanks for calling. All right, so let me go to one more here. So we've got about three minutes to the break and okay. let's go to Lisa on line four. And thanks for calling in, Lisa. Hi,
2: thank you very much.
0: And you're on with
1: Deb Shepherd today.
0: Hi,
2: hi, Deborah. How are you? I'm doing great. Good to meet you. What's your question? Um, well, since this COVID, um, there You know, it's been several months since, you know, I've been working at home. Um, There are upcoming, big upcoming changes in my work, Um, and I just kind of wanted to see kind of like what's going to be happening in the future for me. Um, And also, I've had a, in the past maybe, you know, 40 years or so, I've had a lot of deaths in my family, and I've always wanted to have some sort of, um, like, like, I could never, like, get any kind of um, acknowledgement from somebody, you know, even though I would try to uh, get some kind of, um, uh, I, I guess, um, sign or something from somebody. <laughs> I never, all these years, I haven't gotten any sign from anyone. So I was just wondering mm-hmm. about that as well.
1: Okay, since so there's two questions, I'm going to try to answer both of them quickly. Um, the first one, what I get with your, your job situation is that you're safe for now. Um, I feel like the company is restructuring a lot of areas of them, and I feel like, like, I feel like a lot of companies are going to start letting people work from home more because it really has worked out for a lot of people and companies, and it also will save a lot of overhead for companies. But I'm also seeing that there may be a change for you, but I feel like you'd like to have a routine. Is this correct? Yes,
3: yes. Okay.
1: So i like the other colour a little bit. It's sort of like get out of
0: your routine a little bit, try to do things that you're not feeling as comfortable with. Are we going off? And yeah, then- hold on a second, Deb. I was going to say okay. just hold, hold that thought, and we'll come back to Lisa just after the break. Okay. We've got just a short Sounds three-minute good. break here. So, okay. Lisa, I'm going to put you on hold, so that way you don't have to rush. I'm talking with Deb Shepherd, and we are – talking about the afterlife and this life and everything in between so come back after the break stay close all are welcome we're glad you found us Unity Online Radio the voice of an awakening world welcome back to Be Present the Diane Ray Show welcome back everyone thanks for coming after the break i'm diane ray talking to deb shepherd and she's a nationally renowned spiritual medium and author a speaker and a teacher and i've been reading her book grieving to believing discovering the afterlife she's just had an incredible personal story that she shares and she's just an amazing uh, gifted psychic and medium so we're just having some fun taking some calls today and uh deb's been great just answering answering all my questions (laughs) so before the (laughs) break uh, we were talking to Lisa and I wanted to bring her back on because she kind of had a two two two-parter where she was asking about what was going on in the present and then also wanted to hopefully make a connection with people on the other side so I'm going to bring her back and welcome back Lisa thanks for holding on during the
1: break Hi,
2: sure thank you so much
1: So, Lisa, um, I'm kind of glad we got to have the break and they brought you back on because I could finish this more. When it comes to your work, I really feel that, like the other caller, it's time to kind of spice up your life a little bit. Try some experiences, maybe new food, wear different types of clothes, watch different types of of movies, just to kind of change the energy a little bit. I feel like you get really focused in life, which is sometimes why it's really hard to connect with your loved ones. Uh, Give me a name of one of them and how they're connected, and I'll give you a short
2: little reading. Um, uh, Larry Dolan. Uh, he's my brother that passed away when he was 41. Don't, 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 oh, don't, don't sorry. What's his name. What's his name. Okay.
1: Um, uh, sorry. Feel, what's that? Okay. So what I get with him is he had a good sense of humor. He was a kind soul. Um, I feel like his death was more unexpected for you. And he says that, um, he's always looking out for you but he says that you're always too distracted and are you a little OCD
2: yeah very much so so
1: so he's laughing about you not having the presence or taking time to meditate or have laughter so that you can feel him I feel like he's a strong presence I feel like he was a strong presence in your life when you were living did you get a tattoo in honor of him I'm sorry repeat that did you get a tattoo in honor of him no. Who did? No. He, he says that someone honored him by making a tattoo.
2: Um, just write I don't, it down. I don't know of anyone that did. I, don't, I,
1: I Okay, that's okay, Lisa. That's okay. Yeah. Just write it down because so much like someone did and it feels like a girl, so whether a daughter or you or a friend. Um, he says that he does show you things. He shows you pennies, but you just kind of ignore them. <laughs> as well.
2: Oh, really? So,
1: yeah, and I feel like uh, music was a connection for him as well. Like music really resonated with him.
2: Yes, that's that very true. Out? Okay. How did he die? Um, he died of um uh, uh septic. Um, okay.
1: yeah. Did it go really quick? Yes. Cuz I feel like we're not prepared for his death is what I was getting. So, Probably before that they were expecting recovery but then this showed up and it's Montezuma's revenge. So I'm so sorry, okay? Mhm. He just tells you to relax.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, to relax. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. So uh,
0: what was was that maybe, b- basically what you were getting, Deb? For her? Yeah, I didn't I didn't know if you could you, you could feel any any more.
1: Oh, sure if we want to do more. I didn't that's fine. Do you want to talk to somebody else, Lisa?
2: Um, do you feel anything else from him? So, he says he's sending me signs and I'm sort of ignoring them or I don't see them or Well,
1: yeah, because you're you're looking for them to perform and what I'm getting is that he is trying to connect with you. But when you are always really busy and distracted, it's hard to connect with them. So they bring their energy down, and you have to bring your energy up to have that connection. So that's why sometimes seeing a medium for people lets them know it's real, where I feel like, you know, uh, for, for people that are on a spiritual path, they meditate, they find quiet time, they try to be present so we can do this. And I just think that you need to shift things a little bit and find some humor. Um, it. Did you get your haircut, or did someone get a haircut recently? Um,
2: yes, yes, just recently.
1: when well, I know COVID, that did. But was it not what you wanted, or was it something not quite right? Um, I need you to breathe, Lisa.
2: Yeah, I, I'm thinking. I'm. I, I don't know. I don't. I no. I mean, my daughter and I got a haircut. She. Okay. Does your daughter love it? Um, well, oh, she just colored her hair, and she's not that happy with it. Well, if he knows that, then he's around you. Oh.
1: he's telling me that someone doesn't like their hair that they recently had done, it means he's around you. So when you're wondering if he's around and he knows about your daughter's bad hair job, (laughs) that's pretty pretty unique. Yeah, she
2: redid it because she didn't like it.
1: (laughs) Okay, so that's something I would not know, and that's not typical. So right. when he shows me that, because you want to know if he's around. Well, if he sees bad hair color, yeah.
2: Right, right, yeah.
1: How does that feel?
2: It feels good. Is, is there something that I could do more besides, like, relax and try to see his signs? Okay. or?
1: Well, first, first of all, you need to start there. Mhm. When, when you have your type of personality, everything has, like, an order to it. Like, I want to know how to get to the end result. And the first thing I'm going to tell you that it will be hard for you just to sit and try to relax or do, um, you know, color mandalas or anything that's going to kind of get you to be quiet. I feel like you have a to-do list all the time. And so for you to change that is going to take a while. So that mm-hmm. would be the first step. Don't try to find the end results. Also, I'm going to have some online classes that start this Monday to help you shift this energy, reset your life so that you can begin to feel your brother. And it's about balancing oh. all these things in your life. And what I feel is that you're, you're not scattered, but you certainly have a lot on your plate.
2: Yes, very much so. My mind is, well, you know, with everything going on, you just don't know what's going to happen.
1: I think that's always been you, though, not just recently.
2: Yeah, I'm always <laughs> busy doing something. <laughs> so just expanded a little
1: bit. So you know, join my class, and it really I'd love
2: awesome.
1: to. Yeah, it's online, so you know we're all safe, and it's about realigning everything. So people think they just try to open up and they can feel them, where I believe there's a lot more things that we do to create a space for us to be able to be more insightful. And to connect mm-hmm. with our loved ones. But if you are not making a time, it's like if you let's say you go on a date and you're busy doing dishes, you, you know, in the restaurant versus sitting with that person, you're not gonna get to know that person.
2: Right, right. Well it's good and, to know that he is watching over me. Um mm-hmm. I, I just always wondered over after all these years, I just I felt like he just you know. Well just people was gone. don't leave
0: really, right, Deb? I mean
2: they they're yeah, they're around. The
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: it's just it's just us paying attention. You're correct, Diane. Mm-hmm. And if he knows about a recent hair color, trust me, they're around. <laughs> yeah.
2: Right. Well, him and my mother died of the same thing, ironically. Um, and I always found that very, i a very just odd. I just don't know. I it was weird how they both died the same way, but many years well, apart.
1: Yeah, sometimes... And, and, they were, and
2: my brother was born on my mother's birthday.
1: So what we call soul groups, um, our families come together to learn lessons here on Earth. So the like second classroom. And sometimes those coincidence, I don't believe in all of them, but I believe that sometimes these things happen. And it's sort of a way to kind of leave a fingerprint or for us to remember them. Um, but I always find those things fascinating.
0: And, you know, I think it's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Great. That's so interesting, the connection. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks so much for Mm -hmm. calling and try to try to work on the uh, getting quiet a little bit and you'll get more of these signs.
2: I will. And thank (laughs) you so much for spending all the time with me. I really appreciate it. And I'm going to go on your website and take those classes. Thank you so much.
0: That'd be great. Thanks, Thanks, Lisa. Okay.
2: Thank you. Everyone stay well. Bye-bye.
0: All right. Well, let's go to Carmen on line three and grab her. Hi, Carmen. You're on the air. Thanks so much for holding. Hi, ladies. Thank you for having me. Well, you're on with Deb Shepherd today. Thanks for joining us. Was there someone you wanted to
3: connect with? Yes, I do, It's all possible, my mother.
1: Okay, so when you got on, did your mother have a sense of humor? Um, I guess. Well, if not, is it you that has a sense of humor?
3: I definitely do. I mean, she does. I mean, she was a little silly.
1: No, no, this is like someone that has a good time, and if it's not her, it's you, and she's talking about you because I feel like someone knows how to have a good time.
3: Oh, okay <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess I used to have a lot of, uh, used to have a good time, absolutely. I still try I'm a very positive person, so i okay. that's how I try to live, regardless. Okay, your mom said that she was sick
1: before she passed. Is this correct? Yes. And she's also telling me that she had a heart of gold, um, and but she, I feel like there's a shyness, but also wanted to get to know people. I know that sounds kind of the opposite, but I feel like family was important. She had maybe a small fruit, a few about of friends. Um, did she remember everyone's birthdays, or did she remember something big about holidays? Does she what? I'm sorry about her, her birthdays or holidays. She just that had her, her birthday. Did- Oh, just had a birthday, birthdays and celebrations important to her?
3: Yes. Family was very important. You, you're right about that. Okay. Yeah,
1: I feel like family and remembering these things and bringing people together. Um, she's talking about someone losing a baby. Does that make sense? Uh, but moving a baby? Losing a, a baby, a child died. This could be in utero
3: or at birth. Uh, not that I know of not you or someone close to you no you know no not that i you know what though but i'll think about it i mean i can ask my sister but um we almost lost my granddaughter but no she's here so um no i can ask my sister but that's yeah but not me that i know of you know okay you know how my point yeah My point is saying that
1: your mom says she has the child with her. So I'll just give you that um, idea. And was she a person that you can invite in and she would listen to your stories? Yes. Okay. And I feel like she didn't cross boundaries by giving you information you didn't want to hear, like, oh, mom. I feel like more it was kind of that gentle way of kind of telling you things. She was um, very
3: gentle.
1: Yeah. And I feel like her home was important. So taking care of her home, she took a lot of pride in this. And having her family look well, not meaning it's a, um, it's not like trying to make people think that they're really great, but it's more as if she just took pride in her home.
3: Uh, Yes, she did take pride in her home, and and her children were very important to her. She was a, yes, she was a very, very, very gentle spirit, and, and stuff and uh i have to tell you i have to ask you <laughs> this because and i'll tell you why but i want to get your feeling what does she think about this project that i'm working on project but <laughs> maybe definitely
1: that's a project. But, okay that's okay it's out of the box but also good does that make sense like this is a good project <laughs> it is okay it's great what's that, but it's out of the box. I keep getting out of the box,
3: okay, so I write children's books, okay I am Yay. a children's book author, and I'm getting ready to um i'm you know I've been doing this since two thousand eight because my son inspired me um because of a eye issue that he was born with, but um anyways i I kind of grew from that, and I'm off of the series. but. <laughs> The one that after I draw I, I, after this one one book that I get in in um, print and I'm it's going to be super super cute but I'm writing a book that her name she's going to be the duck.
1: <laughs> okay, so that's the last. So that might be that the humor because
2: <laughs> I keep putting the humor
1: here feeling humor with her and you're going no and i'm like and then when i got into her personality she's just a softer soul but if you do a book and your mom's name is the duck then absolutely okay. and she it's says the, that be- the duck rep- the duck represents her well like it's a lot of her personality
3: oh my good goodness goodness gracious good because it's going to be a little girl and her best friend is the duck and they do chores okay. around the barn and stuff. So, okay, well, good. That's 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 when you know that was something that was very very important to me, because some things I was going to tell you, Debbie, that I think a lot of listeners would like to know, because she's one that never comes through. Is there a reason, you know, like she is a very quiet person, like you said? Is that why? Because sometimes more, uh, more the more reserved a spirit is, is it more difficult, or somebody steps in in front of them? I'll give you two answers to that. But first of all, she says, don't make the duck look fat. (laughs) Seriously, she doesn't want a fat duck. But does she think I should go ahead and go with the project then? Yeah, she says, go
1: for it. She says, it's a very tender book. And I just feel like she wants to look good as a duck.
2: Oh, my (laughs) Um, God. She's
1: telling you no glasses on the duck either. Does that make sense?
3: Oh, my gosh. Did she really tell you that? Yeah, she has no glasses. I'm not old. Oh my gosh! Because you know what, the little girl's gonna have glasses, and it's really important for me to have. I do have animals with glasses, but I wasn't sure if to put glasses on her on Pocky or not. So
1: okay, you can okay. put glasses on the little girl. I'm little girl, but not your mom says not on her. <laughs> That's so funny! Not on you pick her. that yeah. one up. So are your readings in large groups or have you ever had a private session?
3: You know, I've never, I, I've tried a couple private sessions. And it's, so I'm just surprised, um, you know, I, I can
1: connect. If you ask for them to come through 99.99%, okay. they will come through for me. So it just depends okay. on maybe what your, how your mom finishes or how the reader is. So okay. um, in large groups, it, sometimes it's harder if they're quiet but um, it's like the pushy people that try to get front line um, but there your mom you is definitely okay. your, your mom is definitely able
3: to communicate
1: so okay so Even those
3: words. Words. and it doesn't matter the language barrier right you you don't read that okay okay so I've done perfect. I've done people that speak um, Russian, Spanish,
1: Italian, Japanese it does language I've talked to animals so there's no language barriers.
3: Okay That's so Perfect. Great. It is great to know that because a lot of people ask that, too, when I say, okay, so I'm going to go ahead then after I finish with this one book. I'm hoping to get the other one traditionally published. We'll see with the duck one. So we'll see what happens with all that. But if she wants me to go forward with it, obviously she's feeling good about it. So, yeah, Do it. absolutely. Oh, yes, yeah, congratulations. Good luck. Thank you <laughs> so, so much. Great. Thank you, Thank ladies. Thank you, Carmen. No, no glasses on the duck and don't make it look fat. We needed some good sense of humor today. So thank yeah. you.
0: You're welcome. Goodbye. That's Bye. so great. <laughs> that's so great. So you were able to really key into her mom's personality. And I think that's interesting how our, our consciousness, like what makes us us as we walk along in this human experience in these meat suits that we're wearing. And then once we sh- kind of shed that, you know, our, our, our essence remains, right? And, and you're able to pick up on that, on the yeah. personality and the kind of nuances um, of people. Yeah,
1: and so what happens, people think that they're still in pain over there. So if they died of cancer or mental health or Alzheimer's, have a disability, that is gone because that was, like you said, there was a the bodysuit. When they cross over, they come through and talk about these things so that you know it's them, Um, you don't want something just really general. So her mom was laughing and she said she was quiet. I'm like, Hmm. So we kept going further. She was able to understand about the book. So it takes a little bit of interpretation to figure it out. But personality traits are usually my first thing that comes through and then all the other
0: things line up with it. Right. And would you say, would that be a deaf or I know a soul is kind of a big thing to describe, but would you call that, that essence, someone's soul? Yeah, Absolutely. You know, it's energy. And so I always say
1: energy, like Einstein said, um, you know, energy can't be created and cannot be destroyed. And so when you have different communities that believe when you die, you die, there's nothing left. um, You know, you see someone even paralyzed and their soul is still active, but their body just can't work. So that's the way to kind of look at how a soul works. And when they cross over, they may change. Maybe they were really a mean person. Um, you know, they may have murdered somebody, and those things come through. But they don't have that energy any longer.
0: Right. Right. So I, I even know, had I... a
1: reading where Ted Bundy came through because he had murdered my guest's uh, friend.
0: Wow, that's mm-hmm. uh, that would have that would have flipped me out.
1: <laughs> well, you're kind of doing your job, so you just have to be in that space. Yeah,
0: I've missing people in cold cases. I've done a lot of work around cold cases. So That's so yeah, interesting. Yeah, well, we have we still have some time here, so let's get another caller because I'd love to give someone else a chance to to talk with you. Let's go to Julie in Arizona. She's on line six. Thanks so much for holding Julie. You're on with Deb Shepherd today. Hi, say hi. 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 This is Julie.
1: Julie, what's your question? You connect with anybody? Can you connect with everybody or anybody? I've lost a lot of family. I am well, we're gonna, old. Be, because we're with time, can we try with one and see what happens? mom uh, or
2: my husband.
1: Your husband? What's your husband's name? Al. Al. Okay. Al told huh? me he was really sick. Al telling me he was sick before he passed. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, he says you took well care of him. That you had patience of a saint because sometimes he was not um, a good patient. Do you understand? Oh, that's yeah. oh very much so. Yes. Okay, he says that he fell in love you, with love you in love with you the first time he saw you. But it took a little um, coaching to get you on board. And he's telling me he's there with a, a smaller dog. Does that make sense? Be, yes. Oh wow. Okay. So. He's got his dog, and he says he misses our good times. I feel like he was definitely a family man, a person that um, like the previous caller. They liked their family. It was really important, and I feel like he loved food. Do you understand? Yes, yes. He was in okay. the restaurant business. Yeah, we were in a oh, restaurant Oh, okay, restaurant so. business. That's even better. Yeah. Okay, so very talented, and I feel like this is his kind of food, um, so it wasn't like a chain restaurant. Does that make sense? Right. Well, kind of, no, yes. Not, not yes. a chain. Not a chain, but, okay. you know, it, 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 not a yeah. he had a and, lot of them. And he said he was the kind one that would hire people that needed um, help. So he was for the underdog as well. He's saying that yes. at his service he had a ton of people there that he didn't realize how much he was loved. Did he have a little dementia near the end, too? Yes, very much so, yes. Okay, because yeah. he said that he he wishes that he would have been I keep getting the word kinder to you, but I feel like this is a man that was kind to the world. He had just this great heart. Um, everyone was his friend. And he was he sick, like with Alzheimer's, for like five or six years? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and he just said that you made sure he looked handsome all the time.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Even in that condition. And was did he like the sweets, the sugary sweets?
2: Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I feel like this was, you know, like he he enjoyed his, his food. He says you're doing great since his passing, and don't feel guilty. So he's saying you feel guilty about something around the end of his life. No, 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 no. Okay, ask her. What about? Can I ask her about something else that's really bothering me?
0: It doesn't. Well, happen. just can you do it? Can you do it real quick? Because we just have a few minutes left.
1: I had a, a necklace given to me, and I had my grandkids on it. And I cannot find it. This yeah, all that's one I, might... yeah uh, I don't feel like it's in your house. I'm not good at finding things unless they're people. Um, I lose my own keys and my own glasses, um, so I can't <laughs> help you with that. Uh, but I also feel like, these... no, the... Al is still telling me that someone is feeling guilty about not being there or saying something. So I'll just leave that with you, okay?
0: Okay, Thanks your, so you... much, Julie. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Oh, okay, thank you. Thank
2: you.
0: Thank you. you. That's, the, I mean, it's so amazing to hear you interact with people, Deb, because, you know, the past few callers that we had on, you were able to really zero in on some, some specific things, you know, with the the one caller, Lisa, you know, you mentioned that uh, he liked lobster, you know, and didn't like the hair color and and you right. really nailed with this caller here with Julie, you know, about the restaurant and stuff like that. Uh, I think that that's so fascinating that you're able to kind of get those, you know, get those exact details. Although you couldn't you. find the necklace. I mean, that's okay. <laughs> well, you, <laughs> you, know. you
1: know what Psychic, psychic says? says Psychics say it's in a dark place with lots of lint, so we really don't know.
0: Right. You know, like I mean, it, could, it could be anywhere, but you know, if you if you were able to just kind of magically find stuff like that, I mean, wow, that would be an amazing superpower. I would I would love to have that. All the yeah. things that I've lost, you know, and I I lost a, a ring a few years ago, and it just broke my heart on an airplane. And I keep I keep thinking that someday energetically that I'll find it, like in a antique store or something like that. So who knows? Like I always hold out that hope because it was a very specific cameo. So when I go anywhere in other city or something I look for it like you never know I don't know maybe
2: never know.
1: energetically I'm so sorry yeah
0: yeah it, it'll it'll find its way but I think that's funny that she asked you if you could it's like find hey it. can you find this thing while you're at it <laughs> um, while, Diane, you're, while you're is, connecting your, with people
1: Diane was this your grandmother's cameo
0: yes it was
1: she's telling me it's okay don't you do not don't feel bad
0: Oh really? Oh, that's so sweet.
1: <laughs> Don't feel she goes, that. go find another one for yourself and pass it on. She says it's it's okay that it got lost. She doesn't want you to feel guilty.
0: Oh, uh, I was. I mean, I was sad and you know, I kept feeling in pockets and things, but yeah, it was, it was her ring and I had had it sized. It was very, um, very Mm. special to me. I had it for a long time. It just kind of slipped off my finger when, um, I was traveling a really cold place flying through Chicago. Who knows where it is? Oh gee, yeah. It's like, it could be anywhere at this point, you know? Oh, but that's sweet. You were able to pick up on, uh, on her energy. I've been thinking about her. her a lot. So maybe that's why. Yeah,
1: that's why I just really like her. Um, I think she was before her time. Does that make any sense?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was. Yeah. She I was definitely like a a forward thinker.
1: thinker. Yeah, forward thinker. So she said you didn't fall far from her tree.
0: <laughs> well, that's good to know. I, I definitely I miss her and, and love her. And I have been thinking about her a lot lately. I actually had a dream about her this week. So that that's awesome that she kind oh, of yeah. popped through. Oh, yeah.
2: I So that's her saying hello... <laughs>
0: You bye with it is <laughs> yeah. oh it's been so great to talk with you you know there's so many things I, I wanted to ask you and other callers so I'll have to have you come on again Deb's book okay. is available it's been out, out for about two years Grieving to Believing Discovering the Afterlife just an amazing read and I hope you go to recite Deb Shepard and check her out and thanks so much Deb for being a part of the show today
1: thank you too Diane take care